you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Check football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 102 of the Dave Damashek football program. Available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Sheck S-H-E-K. We're about halfway through the football season, sad to say. But uh, but more importantly, I hope everybody's safe and sound wherever you are, especially out on the East Coast. Hopefully Hurricane Sandy didn't do too much damage to you or anybody you know or, or uh, hurt anybody. And uh, good to say that it sounds like most of that storm has come and gone. Boy, oh boy, loss of power. You, you think about it, 21st century, you, you know, you take for granted the power outages, but you lose it for like two or three hours even. It's grim. It's how spoiled and uh, luxurious our lifestyle is. Let's talk about that and some actual football here with the man seated to my immediate right from NFL.com and uh, from NFL Fantasy Live. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure. appreciate you uh, having me on for episode number 102. You talk about power outages. Where I live in Huntington Harbor, there is power outages every week. We go long stretches. Really? At least... At least Probably about once every two weeks. We'll You're go kidding me. Long stretches. Why? I don't know. I have no idea. That stinks. I don't know if it's because, you know, it's a man-made harbor type of thing and they didn't really put the infrastructure in, but we have power outages all the time. Nothing, you know, compared to what's going on in the East Coast because obviously that's a force of nature and there's some real problems going on. Ours is a minor uh, annoyance because you know it's coming back on. You see the Edison trucks out there. Well, I will say this. It's a good thing that uh, global warming slash climate change was uh, was Al Gore's hoax, because if yeah. it was real, boy, that storm could have been bad. <laughs> thankfully, it's a myth. Yeah, thankfully that. But speaking of power outages, Rank, let's transition into some football talk. Ugh. Arizona Cardinals, I was watching them on Monday night and thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Are you now willing to agree 
that it's over for these Arizona Cardinals. Why? This illusion of 4-0, I told you that they were not going to stay good. You continued to stand by them. I appreciate your loyalty, but I resent your desire to bury your head in the sand in support of this team. They're done for. David. Yes. As a guy who grew up knowing nothing but football success, Mm -hmm. and you can sit there with your bougie Steelers, and every year you guys compete, you don't know what it's like. You mean my buzzy Steelers in their Bumblebee uniforms. Yeah, very nice. Mm -hmm. You don't know what it's like to root for a bad team. You mm-hmm. know what? You don't know what it's like to go out and you have a superstar and you have a guy like Dieter Brock and what it's like to go oh. through a team that's not very good. And now that the, the Rams no longer exist, I've taken to following the Cardinals and the Chargers. And I'll admit, you know, I'm not a hardcore fan. I'm not living and dying with these teams. I didn't grow up with them. But I do like to follow what the Cardinals are doing, what the All Chargers right. are doing. Point I'm is, not bailing out. They're terrible. They're terrible. And the well, Chargers are the terrible. Chargers, the Chargers, ironically, Awful. When, when you have a lightning bolt, you would think you would you would have a, a potent offense. Anything Dude. but six points against the Browns. The Browns. I went on, Gad. and I was on NFL AM talking about this is a game the Chargers win because this is a there was a perfect North Turner game. The kind of meaningless. No, no, uh, no. Yeah. Who picked the Browns before the game, Adam? Uh, wait, I didn't. I didn't. Dave Damashek. Oh, well, Dave Damashek. That was a bad That was a terrible. You pick. got it. You got it correct, but in the wrong way. NFL.com was faulty. What was my reasoning? I don't know that what the it Browns was, were going to win. Wrong. No, it was it was wrong. NFL.com slash pick'em. You can look at those. I went eleven and three on the week. What did we do with uh, Sheck to the Future? Our little Pretty, video segment. We lost the Cowboys. I know. Yeah, we lost the Cowboys. But who could have foreseen? Uh, you know. Well, I guess we at the time Gosh, we did it. I we really? didn't know for sure that Murray was going to be out. We didn't know about Sean Lee at the time. So that those uh, that's my excuse there. And I who, really hope those that... fingers of Des Bryant, by the way. But you guys are in the future. How would you know, not know that? Don't worry. Sometimes the flux capacitor gets screwy and things get messed up. But um, for the most part, we've been pretty a- accurate there. But Des Bryant's fingers. What's less popular now in among Dallas Cowboys fans? Des Bryant's fingers or Miles Austin's light-sensitive eyes? <laughs> Tied, maybe. Maybe that's what Oh, it is. my gosh. Only Des Bryant. Or Romo's decision-making ability, because uh, he made some bad decisions down the stretch there. He's being forced to make these bad decisions well, by listen, the players whose around fault him. Is it? whose fault is it, is it on third down in that spot that he throws that deep ball into the end zone? That was terrible. They should have tried to get a first down. To, to that's where you along. wish your coaching could take over. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, I would, you know what, though? If if they would, you know, the trade deadline's coming up. I, if the Cardinals got Tony Romo, I would be fine with that. Well, baseball season in the books. Obviously, the San Francisco Giants are champions, and uh, I'm cool with that. I'm always yeah. cool with uh, when given a choice, let let it be a ardent fan base that wins it. Cool stadium, cool uniforms, cool vibe around that team. Not a bunch of overpaid sluggers on that team, like the Yankees or perhaps even the Halos. The the, the Giants are seen. They, they they cut an interesting figure, as far as I'm concerned. And given the other options out there, I guess I'm all right with them winning it all. Much sure. better than the Cardinals winning it. But Jimmy Leland's Tigers would have been cool too. Anyway. Nah. 
point is, point is, that's one thing baseball has and every sport pretty much has over the NFL is not enough trades, not enough in-season trades. And I understand the nature of the game makes it harder to integrate a player Mm mid-season and and have him be a viable uh, uh, guy for you in in the short term at least. But, man, wouldn't it be fun? There's so many names that would be or could be traded. If this were another sport, maybe Mike Vick moves somewhere right Right. now. You know, maybe Tony Romo wouldn't realistically be traded. In the, in but the I could see the I could see the Eagles trying to trade Vic somewhere right now. Who where would be a good landing place for him though? If Vic, let's we're halfway through the season. Some teams are, are playing for nothing right now. What do you? Who, where would be a good place for why him? Why not to the go? Jets? Who need a quarterback? Interesting. Yeah, they like that splashy. Would be one. Arizona would be one. Yeah, that would be a nice one. Um, who's really a quarterback away from competing? I think those are the two ones. That jump out immediately. You got Denver's there, fine. The Jets, yeah, yeah. Kansas City, maybe. Well, the Kansas City—that's a fun kind of one. Yeah, yeah, KC. I, I, if I, if memory serves, he was actually rumored to maybe go there. Yeah, when, when, Kansas City uh, a few years back. That yeah, would make some decision. sense. Yeah. By the way, before we go any further, there's a new shame report out, or at least it will be Tuesday night. We're recording uh, Tuesday midday right now, probably by the time you're listening to this. The shame report will be up and out at NFL.com, among other things. I had to address this Pittsburgh Steelers alternate uniform, the throwback uniform thing. I've gotten a lot of tweets, mostly hateful ones, mostly Mm -hmm. people upset, demanding that it be the get the brown paper bag of shame for at number one on the shame report on the, uh, you know, as, as the most embarrassing item of the week. Of course, you saw it. The black and gold. And uh, by the way, in just a second, we're going to get Dwight Freeney of the playoff contending Indianapolis Colts. Ask him about these uniforms. I'll ask him about it. I don't mind doing it. But let me let me give you my opinion. Spoiler alert for the shame report. I got all the I got all the information. You know me. I'm Wait, a hold on. I want to skip ahead. I don't want to hear this. I don't want it to be spoiled. Well, too bad. And black tie. I want you to listen. Let me tell you how I felt about those Steelers uniforms. Did I like them? No, I didn't. I loved them. They were terrific. Black well, tie. Great. I don't awesome. expect rank to like them, but you better like them they as a awesome soccer fan, right? Let's see. What's today? October. Don't you dare say anything about me being biased 30. or anything else because those. No, no. Why would you be biased at all? I love those. Get, uh, by Good the... Lord. You don't like the Cardinals black uniforms, but this is something that's acceptable to you? They were terrific. I liked, I liked the Denver You're Broncos done. brown You're and no gold throwback uniforms. You're no longer the uniform uniforms. monitor. All right, Rank, let's bring him in right now, then. He's on the line, says black tie behind the glass, and uh, it is the great defensive end, probably future Hall of Famer, I think we can say. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, a part of those four and three Indianapolis Colts. It's Dwight Freeney. How are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Well, we're doing well, not as well as you. Who could have seen this one coming? Did you have any sense, Dwight? Going into the year, I mean, you know, there was that, there was a pretty big exodus, I don't think I have to tell you, uh, for, uh, of some recognizable Colts vets leaving the thing. And I think the assumption was among most of us that the Colts were going to in store for a down year. How you feeling now that you decided to stick with it? Well, you know, we're feeling all right right now. You know, I, I'll be honest with you, you know, we're we're not happy we're being 4-3. Um, you know, there's a lot of games in those those things that we've lost that we felt like we should have won. Um, you know, and I understand everybody outside the building doesn't really believe in us. Everybody said we're only going to win two games. We'll be the worst team in the NFL. Uh, but that's why we don't pay attention to what everybody else says. And, and we really just focus on, 
you know, guys inside the locker room and making sure we do what we're supposed to do. So, you know, that's why you play games on Sunday. Well, have you heard from any of the guys, though, who did leave? I mean, you and Reggie Wayne stick with it, and it was banner stuff that you did. Did you hear from any of the guys like, uh-oh, what did I do? I should I should have stuck around. Dwight, can I come back? Uh, no, man, we actually haven't heard anything from anybody. But, you know, it's a real close-knit family. You know, regardless of, you know, where they are and, and, and you know, playing and whatever, but... You know, we always kind of get back together. So I know at some point they're going to say, you know, you know, you guys are having a good year. You know, keep it going. Have you considered the fact, has anybody brought up in the locker room that right now, you know, you're four and three, you're in the playoff hunt, that there may be in January a playoff game against uh, the the Denver Broncos and, and that QB of theirs? Well, it's a little bit too early for them. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, this is a long season, man, and, and we're almost at our halfway point here. And, uh, you know, after the next 10, we will be. But it's way too early to even be speaking about the playoffs. Um, our, our focus, really, to be honest, has always been that next opponent. And, and if you take care of business week after week, you know, once it gets closer to the playoffs, you're talking, you know, end of actually December, really, um, many we can actually say, okay, well, this is who we may be matched up with. I understand all of that, Dwight. It's uh, very admirable. But seriously, uh, there's a little bit where you're like, oh, that would be pretty cool. I mean, if someone, you know, there was a, someone brought that question up um, yesterday, actually. And they said, you know, how would it feel to hit Peyton? Uh, I was like, yeah, I'll feel great. I mean, he's, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I mean, Peyton uh, obviously is a staple of um, Indianapolis and, and this organization for years. I, you know, went after him in practice year in and year out. You know, um, never got a chance to hit him. So, yeah, I would love to hit the guy. <laughs> yeah, there's know? there's no red jersey on this time. <laughs> no, exactly. You know, but it's just, you know, we don't really focus, you know, on what's going to happen, you know, 10 games from now. Honestly, we don't. You know, um, but, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, that'll be, that'll be strange, you know, but I'll be excited. Well, uh, by the way, you just mentioned a red jersey, so I got to get back to what we were talking about just before uh, you joined us here. I voted yes, Dwight Freeney, on the Pittsburgh Steelers uniforms the last uh, Sunday. How say you? Uh, well, I rather them not wear those. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I am used to you know you know you can go a little bit old school, but not that old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you guys wore those blue helmets a couple years ago. Those were no good. Those looked sharp. No. Actually, I, I like them. Yes. All right. Well, the you... Colts have – well, see, that's – the White's coming from a, from a team that has one of the best uniforms in the league, one of the more classic ones. So, yes, those Steelers uniforms got to go. All right. Listen. Yeah, but I, I'm afraid both of you are wrong in this count. But let's press on and let's talk about uh, some great news that uh, Coach Pagano paid you guys a visit uh, there at the facility. What was that like? What was that? What was the vibe around that? Oh man, that was you know definitely you know great things all around. You know, and it was it was surprise. I mean, no one would was expecting to see him. You know, and it was he was in his office, and I happened to. I was going to see the D coordinator, and he taps me and says, "Hey, you know, take a peek in the coach's office. I mean, the head coach's office. So why?" He said, "Hey, Chuck's in there." So I went over there, and he was there. Sure enough, he was there behind the desk, and you know, excited. You know, I know he couldn't stay away for long. You know, I know he was just just excited to get back and and just be around the guys, be around the fellas again. You know, I think that's one of the hardest parts for him is just being away. You know, from all of this. And, uh, you know, it was really good for everyone to see him. 
How about you personally? I know you have some family out on the East Coast. Everybody doing okay after uh, Sandy rolled through there? Yeah, every, everything is all good. You know, our family's in Connecticut, so and, and in the middle of Connecticut. So we didn't get the flooding. We got a lot of high winds, um, but everything is all right so far. Well, that's good news. Glad to hear that. Um, and uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, big sea change, obviously. Uh, Peyton Manning moves on. Andrew Luck comes in. What uh, Talk about, I guess, the, the first, uh, what's it been now, six months now that you've been around this kid. Obviously, the team's doing well in general. He looks good specifically. Talk about what it's like to be around your whole career, around a guy who's going to the Hall of Fame and Peyton Manning, and the pressure, obviously, on the guy coming in here to take over for him. All that. Talk about Andy Luck. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, and, you know, Andrew, Andrew's a great kid, man, you know, and he has the, uh, the right attitude. You know, he, he's a humble kid. He's willing to learn. Um, and, and, and the biggest thing is, you know, when he does screw up and have a mistake, you know, he doesn't keep his head down. You know, it really shows that, you know, he's a fighter. And he's not going to let you guys let us down, man. So, you know, from that standpoint, he's doing great. I honestly don't think he understands how good he's doing for the position that he was in. You know, I don't know how many first round, first picks of the draft uh, are doing, had done as well as he's done so far. Now, so far, yeah, we have, you know, still eight more games coming up and, you know, the rest of the season, but so far, he's doing a good job. And obviously, you know, that's a little bit of a difference between him and Payton. Payton, you know, a Hall of Fame guy. Um, you know, and, and, you know, commanding, you know, the huddle offense to this, to that, and the other, you know, you, you, you get used to, used to that, you know, and now you have a new guy back there and, you know, we have to kind of teach him the ropes, teach him what to do, what not to do. Um, and it's okay. You know, and I told him, you know, earlier in the year, I said, don't worry, man, you don't have to put the team on your shoulders. This, that's not your job. You know, your job is to command the huddle and throw that ball where it's supposed to be thrown and, and, and do that. And, and everyone else will do our job, and collectively we'll be fine. And he's a rookie. You can boss him around, too, which has got to be nice. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> My pal uh, uh, Corolla loves asking people this question, and uh, Rank and I have done a little of this ourselves. Um, what do you think about if you have to go on a road trip? Who do you want to go on a cross-country road trip with? Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck? Who do you want in the shotgun seat? Who's gonna be? Who's gonna play better music? Who's gonna have better? You know, play better games for the to pass the time and so on. Well, let's see. I would say you know what that's a toss. I think from a music perspective, I'm definitely gonna say Andrew. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, you know, he's younger and you know, and he definitely gets that. Part. What's he listen to versus what? And what does Peyton listen to? Well, well, you know, Andrew's younger, so you know, you 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 get more current music. Mm-hmm. You might hear, you know, and we have a younger team, and you know, and I, I like to kind of, you know, get a little bit of that current music that I'm missing out. So, you know, uh, Andrew there, but Peyton, Peyton has some stories for you. <laughs> so, and Peyton will talk. <laughs> so, there's, there's a side of that that ride where it's a good thing where, ah, oh, man, you know, Peyton comes out with a story that happened to him in 1994 when he was, you know, in high school or whatever in college, his freshman year in college or something like that. And, and, and you'll get those type of stories. But then, I don't know. I mean, a whole drive across country, you know, <laughs> hearing a story, I don't know. So you have to kind of cut them off at some point. 
Are you Who's, when you say current music though? Are you saying like so in in the in the Indianapolis locker room where you guys like dancing around the ta- Taylor Swift like never ever gonna be together? Is that how you guys are? Uh, no, definitely not, definitely not. But you know, you know, uh, Andrew's young, so you know all that music sometimes that you don't get a chance to hear, listen to. You might be a little bit out of touch, you know, from you know something. I have no idea what's going on with it. You know, Andrew. You know, he's what is he, twenty two or something like that. So mm-hmm. he, he, you know, he, he's he's listening to that current music. Uh, so maybe some things that you hadn't really, you know, stayed in touch. I'm a nineties guy. You know, my right. music. You know, nineties nineties music is my my era. You and me both. Yeah, can you drop references on him? Because it seems like he's a little too young. So if you're quoting movies like Varsity Blues, would he get those? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. But if you're driving cross country, who's who's more likely to uh, make you chip in for gas money? Is it Peyton or Andrew? You know, you know. Well, more likely, you know, obviously Andrew. But you know, uh, Peyton's you know, done well for himself, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's who's more likely to pick up the uh, the dinner check at your uh, when you guys make a pit stop? Um, more likely between us, I would say Peyton again. <laughs> All right. See, Andrew's got some room to grow still. Okay. That's, 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 I think that's what Dwight's saying to us. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, Dwight, you were in high school. You played uh, all manner of sport, and the NBA is getting underway here. What do you think about the Pacers? What do you think about the NBA in general here? What's uh, what's your pick for the finals? Well, it's, it's going to be an exciting year. Uh, I'll tell you that. And, um, you know, right now I'm going to have to say it's going to be L.A. and Miami. You know, um, it's just you know the firepower that those two teams have put together. You know, on paper so far, um, it, it's impressive. I mean, uh, it, it could be you know Oklahoma City also, you know, but I don't know how you know they're going to respond from losing in the finals. You know, sometimes teams you know take a year you know from losing, you know, take a year off and then come back the following year. You know, maybe it's the shock of not winning it. Um, hurts him a lot, so I don't, I don't know. But you know, Lakers are looking strong in, in Miami. Definitely, the Pacers are, are definitely looking strong. I just don't know if they have enough, you know, um, to take down Miami in the playoffs. I, I'm not sure. I would love love it to happen, uh, but I don't know. Boy, they, I'll tell you what, though. I'm not saying the Pacers will actually do it, but that, if anybody in the East can do it, it's that Pacers team because they can really bang that Heat team up front, and the Heat don't have much of an answer for it. No, no absolutely. And the thing is, with the Pacers, they are a complete team. You know, it's 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 everybody's contributing, which <clears throat> which is the biggest thing. And you know, I'm definitely you know rooting for our guys. All right, uh, last thing for you, black tie behind the glasses uh, is yelling in my ear here. Dwight loves cooking. Ask him about what his secret ingredient is. Do you want to tell? I, I'm uh, I'm guessing black tie. He's not going to tell us what his secret ingredient is. I think he knows this. Hence from being the recorded. word secret. <laughs> Do you want to share it? Well, you know, I grew up in a Jamaican household. You know, my parents are Jamaican, so, you know, they had me cooking some things, you know, when I was actually went off to college, you know, and, you know, my favorite dish is rice and peas, brown stew chicken. So, you know, that that's a whole bunch of different seasonings, a whole bunch of different Jamaican seasonings, and, you know, um, I have a reputation of putting guys to sleep after they eat my, my meals, or, you know, have you get the itis immediately. So... You know, one of these days, you know, I'll give that secret up. I don't know. Terrific. Well, listen, more importantly, come over here to Studio 66 in the off season and cook up some of those vittles for us. I like it spicy, Dwight. 
There you go. Well, there you go. I got you. All right, terrific. All right, hey, listen, man, thanks for the time, and uh, and good luck this weekend against another nice story in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins. Go get them, fella. All right, man, I appreciate it, man. You guys take care. You listen to Dwight Freeney. I liked him, even though he was wrong about the Steelers uniform. He was right. He was was spot on in a number of things. Well, all right. Let's let's talk now. Look who's sitting across from us here. He wasn't right about the uniforms. And those blue helmets were were not good. You are now relieved as the uniform monitor. Who do you think? Excuse me. Black tie. I take I take the hand solo edition blaster out of your uh, off your hip and use it. Aim, set, how do you, ready? Aim, fire, jerk! Ah! You don't play that game. You You're unseat done. me. You're done. Unseat me it's for over. Dwight Freeney. Yes, it I is don't done. like it. I that, don't care that'll for be it. our new thing. Is we need a we need a new we need a uh, we need to search for a new uniform monitor. Should tweet that out. And like say, hell we do. We should, We've got one this, doing gangbusters work. There's don't. no election here. We don't. I know. You've been removed. No. It's been a, a, a hostile takeover. No. You are now this removed. This is a dictatorship. This and is you've not been removed. a democracy. You've been removed. Enjoy Panama. Now listen. Seated across from us here to bring some calm and reasonable thought to the program. It's our two pals from around the league, the debate club you listen to on our second episode each week, still going very nicely, in my opinion. It's uh, it's Dan Hansus and Mark Sessler. What's the poop, fellas? What's Good up? to see you. Yeah, pleasure to see you. We mentioned where to begin here. Let's start, I guess, with the Jetropolitans, the, the mess that continues to go there. Hansus last week, if I'm not mistaken... I sensed a little bit of optimism in your voice based on some narrow losses there. You thought that that was good. No, well, we almost beat the Texans. We almost beat the Patriots. I think maybe playoffs. You didn't say it, but I heard it in your voice. How say you now? Well, that's what it is. That's what a Jets fan is about, is that idea, that creeping sense of optimism that Mm -hmm. you try to keep out, and it always gets in, and then they rip your heart out. Even when you had no business to be invested in the first place, which is what this team is, it's a very middle-of-the-road team. But I entered that Miami game excited to see them play, just I was excited about New England. Um, And I got kicked in the stomach both times, so... That's what I get for being a Jets fan. Thanks, Dad. Quick question. <laughs> you really, it's really a shame because it's a matter of miles that, and really even the colors that hang in your home. If well, you're, you're in New York, you could have been a Giants fan. How many times you're, you're have you a- thought to yourself, boy, oh boy, I really got, uh, got the short end of the stick? I got screwed. I will say that, that. You're a Yankees fan, too, which makes no sense. That's you weird, but you don't usually yes. see that, yeah. Yeah, well, my dad was from the Bronx, so that was the Yankees' end of it. And then he didn't really connect with the Giants, and then Namath came around, and he was kind of the rock star guy. And that's how my dad got into the Jets, so he became that weird Yankee-Jet hybrid, and then I came into that world. Have you ever thought about that? I've, I, I, that's interesting you bring up Broadway, Joe. I've often thought to myself, I'd like to think – that if I was, I don't know, 15 or 20 in 1963, I'd like to think I would have been an AFL guy. But then again, I'm a traditionalist. I'm old school in many ways. I generally fancy as not, sort of like going uh, Wilson in um, Midnight in Paris. You know, I always I always think, oh, I'd, be, I'd have been much better off if I had lived in uh, Fitzgerald's, uh, you know, in Fitzgerald's <laughs> day or something like that. And so, so I think I might have been an NFL guy. Do you guys think you might have – how do you think you might have leaned there, Rank? I would have gone NFL. You would have stuck NFL? Probably. NFL for me. I agree. Yeah, you're Browns guy. Well, you're and, – and in a way, I, I, I admire. I tip my hat to your old man. He was a forward-thinking fella then, 
hands. He was. He was. It was and, more exciting to watch. And that's it, for sure. And you know what? I understand as a Yankees fan that I'm spoiled. So it's almost like the Jets kind of make it even in a sense because I get that NFL anguish and then I get spoiled as a Yankee fan. So it all evens out. Interesting. Now let's talk to. Oh well, before we do move on though, I do want to finish with the Jets here real quick. Right. Who would you start if you were the head coach? I'm starting to to change my viewpoint now, and I and I defended Sanchez entering this year. Rank was all over it, and I think I think I'm starting to be proven wrong. At this point, Sanchez is not giving them the spark. Uh, you might as well see what Tebow can do, but they're afraid of it because they've created a monster here. This whole quarterback situation is bigger than the team, and Ryan knows it. That it just becomes. If you thought the circus was in town before. If Ryan stands in front of that podium and says Tebow's our Week Ten starter, the roof blows off that place. Well, I think though the it's it's not a move made out of principle or let's see what he can do kind of thing. They're in the mix, you know. They they don't belong in the playoff mix. I don't think if you're being reasonable, I don't think you look at the Jets and say, yeah, they 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 still might wind up in here. I am starting to believe the Steelers have a chance at the playoffs now with the with two impressive victories in a row. And I wouldn't be stunned to see them even go into the Meadowlands and beat the Giants this weekend, especially given the uh, what's going on with the Giants. Obviously, they're not being able to focus on football right now. But I think in general, the way the Steelers are playing, they have a chance to to get a, a road win there and then you have the Dolphins playing well and the Bengals aren't done for I, I, the Jets are the are the worst of that lot it seems to me right. and the Colts like we just talked to Dwight Freeney so you, there, there are enough teams there where I don't think the Jets realistically get in as a matter of fact I am now turning the corner I don't think Rex Ryan's back next year I think he's got <laughs> do, you, do you agree with that rank the, the- that would be a bad move for them. I think Rex Ryan should be coach of the year. He, he got seems three, a little deluded. He, get, he gets three wins out of that team. That team's awful. There's no talent on that team. The fact that they've done as well as they've done over the over his coaching career there, it's a, somewhat of a minor miracle. With I that. don't think there's I don't, nobody. That's a that's a bad team. There's I no, think he has a heavy hand in who comes in there, though. I think we learned that from hard knocks. Hard knocks. It's not like he's just dealt by Tannenbaum and company, the players, and and he has to deal with those with uh, with who he gets. He's he's definitely helping along and well, picking I tell you, guys. Well, I tell you, if he had gone, if San Diego had hired him instead of going with North Turner, I think things in the wow. NFL would have been a lot different. That's a, the, well, that's that's damning with faint praise the yeah. guy that's gone that, in new york <laughs> it's that norv turner but yeah i agree with you it's right. got to be tenenbaum yeah I agree. He stay. On, yeah and i, I mean th- we said before the year though that you know dan and i wrote a column about what would be not surprising to us to happen this year i put rex on the axe list too I don't see him making through the circus because I think that he created. Why are you some, staring me down when you say this? Because you're you know, so adamant <laughs> about this. I just think he created. He's just he created so much drama around this team. And in fact, I think I look at that Miami loss. Number one, they were so unphysical. They sh- they didn't even show up for that game. After all the talking they did all week, and I think the thing is, it is hard to be a Jets fan. But people don't have sympathy for Jets fans right now. I grew up watching them like you did. I mean, I I think Dan has built a lot of character, obviously, by following this team. You can, I, you can listen. Just, that ain't job. I think them. that's for real. I think that's for them. real. That if you can stick with a, a crummy team that breaks your heart, not the Cubs, not no, you, no, no. yeah. If you have your heart right. broken yeah. by these teams and you can still stand by them, yes, it it's says hard something. to root for not Jets fans, but it's. It's not a sympathetic team on any level, and I do put that on Ryan. My, my belief is that Ryan is still the face of this franchise, and I don't think he's going anywhere, and I think Woody Johnson genuinely likes him. Mm-hmm. I think the next step is Tannenbaum gets the axe, 
and Rex loses some of that power that you're referring to. The next guy that comes in, Rex takes a backseat in terms of personnel decisions, and he's put in the charge of just the coaching end of it. If he fails there, then he's in trouble. But mm-hmm. I think he might lose some power, but he'll keep his job. I sincerely believe, and people think I'm kidding about this, I now think is if they lose a couple more here in the season's just completely lost, if they get to 4-7, and 4-8, and eight, something like that, I think that they will, in fact, run Greg McElroy out there. I really think they'll they'll look at him. I think they'll they'll say, "What what do we have here?" Because Sanchez isn't the answer. So let's see if this guy's all right, and if that if our number one priority in the offseason right. needs to be getting a better QB. All right, Sessler, your team had a had a nice little victory there, seven to six. A weird score, to Very be weird. sure, but you beat those San Diego Chargers. Here's what I was thinking: Shermer is likely gone by all accounts. This is what happens when there's an entire regime change at the top. They bring in their own guys who then bring in their own guys and so on. So Shermer probably, for better or worse, is going to be gone. Here's what I was thinking about. To the point that Rex Ryan maybe is gone. Maybe Andy Reid is gone. Do you think Andy Reid keeps his job? If he loses it, which guy? Do you think Andy Reid, Rex Ryan, maybe John Gruden? Who do you think the Browns go after? Well, I mean, Banner is a Philadelphia guy. He he got along with Reid for a long time. Mm-hmm. We have a bet with um, editor Justin Hathaway. This was made, what, about 40 days ago? That if yeah. Reid ends up with the Browns next season, because we had had a similar conversation, he has to actually grow a Reid mustache. <laughs> and this is not a guy that we're even convinced can grow a long mustache like that and wear it, I believe, for the duration of the season. Yeah, I think that was the agreement. But, I, you know, the, the, it's kind of lining up where there's a lot of kind of long-time coaches maybe about to fall and read. I wouldn't be excited about that as a Browns fan, to be honest. Let's talk about no, that's, that. That's, let's, that's, not let, a, that's not a good Let's lay this out. Where are all these coaches? Rank and I were talking about maybe Mike Vick, where he might land. It's fun to think, especially for, for those of you guys who are rooting for teams that uh, probably aren't going to the playoffs this year now. That the thing to do to be optimistic, long-term future. What coach do you think? Where where where's where the musical chair is going to wind up? Norv Turner, if he doesn't turn this thing around fast, he's definitely gone. Oh, he's he, gone. Do you think he'll make yeah. it through the season, Rank? No, he'll make it through the season. You they do. won't make that change. He'll be the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Listen, you uh, you don't think that. Really, Why not? You? you really think he's going to fire Jason Garrett and bring in Norv Turner? Why not? Let me ask you this. Do you think I, – I honestly think if North Turner loses this game and they go to 3-5 and five, or at worst 3-6, and six, I think they'll say, hey, we're still in, in, a, in a mediocre AFC. We can get into the playoffs. Let's just make a change here and try and put a spark in this team. I don't think North Turner is guaranteed employment through the season. We have a, a weekly segment on Around the League blog called The Warming Seat where mm-hmm. I break down which coaches and – one to five, not six. It's not a pick six, Adam. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so well, that's that's where you stop one short to of five. The of, tension just lowered in the room. I call it a select five, and I count down which coaches' seats are the warmest. And I've had Pat Shermer for the past three weeks since we started the uh, the series. But North Turner, after losing seven six to Cleveland, I bumped him all the way up to number two with uh, uh, Shermer one, Turner two, Ron Rivera three, mm-hmm. Romeo Cornell four, and Andy Reid to five bumping off Jason Garrett, which is hard to do. So I, I, that's where I think right now with these coaches, all of them are in deep trouble, but I think those guys are the top. Who do you think takes over in San Diego for Norv? If they don't get into the playoffs, we're all agreed he's gone, obviously. What, who, who takes over there? Who's, who do they take a run at? John Gruden. You think Gruden? That's the, this is the job John Gruden's been holding out for all these years. This why do you why, say that? Because it's... He what, said that? I mean, they're, they're, he's fl- he's insinuated something? The, the feeling among people in the know around the National Football League believe that John Gruden wants to be the next coach of the San Diego Chargers, and that's why he continues 
to turn down jobs and extend contracts. By the way, I like I I have to uh, tip my hat to uh, to Sessler and Hanzus and the other fellows over there and around the league because I like reading it when I'm when I'm airborne, thirty thousand feet in the sky. I read uh, I read your work. You don't simply report; you actually opine on what the what the information is, and I I say you do it with uh, mirth and 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 you do it well, and I enjoy that. What do you think about this this uh, this jazz that Phil Rivers has lost arm strength. Well, that's, I mean, that Michael Silver wrote about that yesterday and right. he talked to some league people that I guess recently feel that's more increased the case than before, but that's not new. I mean, you, you follow the Chargers, Adam. Like, I've that's been been well, there was something last year that seemed wrong, that's obviously. Weird, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was on a San Diego radio station talking about this last week, and the thing is, is you look at pitchers with weird develop or weird uh, throwing motions and mechanics. Dontrell Willis, mm-hmm. El Duque, like these guys who have the weird mechanics that their arms break down. And then why is it out of you know? That's interesting. So Mc- Philip Rivers has terrible throwing motion. He's got a unique throwing motion. And how does that you know that could have just wrecked his shoulder? That, that's interesting. You bring up baseball too, because I think there's a a corollary there where you have a fast a pitcher that never had a great fastball and he had like the 88 mile per hour fastball and he got by with it and then maybe it drops down to 85 and that's all that's all it takes to kind of make him drop from being a good player to one that's middle of the road mm-hmm. oh all right black ties in our ear to say that uh, we have another guest on the line a guy who just flew back from across the atlantic ocean not handsome hank we love uh, oh. handsome hank and we look forward to his return to studio 66 one he more sleep promised, until he returns he's promised to bring <laughs> potato chips or whatever the crisps is what they call them over there all flavors and we're gonna have a taste test here so i'm looking forward to that but right now a guy who is actually playing in that game Superstar wide receiver of the New England Patriots, as well as our secretary of music here on the Dave Damashek football program. It's Brandon Lloyd. What's happening, man? I'm doing good. Good, good. How was the? Uh, you, you made it back safe and sound, huh? Yeah, we made it back. Um, we uh, we flew out early Monday morning. And was that uh, was that at all? Were there some nerves before you left uh, the UK flying in? What were the reports like at that time about uh, about the, the hurricane building and all that sort of thing? Well, we thought we were gonna, you know, there were rumors that we were gonna land in Maine. There were rumors that we'd fly to Connecticut or, you know, you know, do all kind of different uh, uh, <laughs> uh, flight patterns, but. Um, we ended up just uh, flying right in. Uh, I was definitely nervous a little bit about that, but everything went smooth. Um, uh, the, whoever was in charge made, definitely made the right decisions, and um, I sure, I'm sure we were going to be safe. So it was really nothing uh, to be too worried about. And what's it like in, uh, in your neck of the woods right now? What's, uh, what's the weather sort of like, and what's it been like over the last uh, 24 or so hours? Well, there's... Uh, it seems like the the worst is over out here. Um, but uh, when we went in and uh, when I got up and went into the facility, there were still parts of uh, Foxborough with the power out, hmm. and uh, some of the players uh, don't have power. So um, guys are congregating at the facility where we know we can, you know, get a workout and some food and um, and do whatever we need to do to prepare for the short week of practice. 
Gotcha, and uh, and hope you guys are uh, you know continued uh, to you know be past the worst of it, and hope uh, hopefully right. everybody's doing well over there. Glad you guys made it back safe and sound. But let's talk about the trip to London. And did you guys? It seemed like Coach Belichick got you out there pretty late in the week and sort of marginalized the uh, sort of uh, you know some teams get out there and spend a week out there. It seemed like he wanted to keep it nice and short. Did you have a chance to have any fun there? Yeah, we got out a little bit. You know, it's always, um, you know, you don't get the, the opportunity to do that uh, very often to to go to Europe. So um, we got a chance to get out and walk and uh, see some of the sights. Was it one of those things where you woke up early and you're like, I want to see as much as I can? <laughs> Not really. You know, the, the, day was, uh, the days were pretty much occupied with uh, meetings. Um, uh, we didn't really... Uh, we didn't uh, put the pads on and, and go crazy this week because of the trip. So uh, we had to make that up with, uh, with walkthroughs and film studies. So we were, we were pretty busy with work stuff. It was definitely a business trip, and, and um, we needed to be focused and get a win. Did anybody around the Patriots say, isn't it weird that we, the Patriots, the guys with the, the three-pointed hat from the Revolutionary War, the Patriots, are playing in England? Did anybody observe that? No. It's weird, right? Yeah, are you gonna, well, are you going to share? The Redcoats, you know, in the Revolution, it was the Patriots that defeated England, and then we send it, we send the Patriots over there. It's almost oh. it's almost like we were uh, we were taunting merry old England with uh, with the with, with you guys putting the the guy you know on the side of your hat there. It is the flying Elvis, but you wore those uniforms a couple weeks ago with uh, Pat Patriot snapping the ball. You think uh, that would? Uh, well, I guess nobody's still around from the Revolutionary yeah. days, save maybe the Queen, but. Uh, but uh, but still a little bit of uh, uh, but too soon or no for Brandon Lloyd? No, I didn't. I didn't notice anything. <laughs> yeah, I think that rivalry's died now. We've you think we've, it, we're past yeah, it? We're past it. I don't think <laughs> we're on the same side now. Um, what'd you think of? Uh, did you get a chance to see the Steelers alternate uniforms uh, on Sunday? Yes, I saw those. I thought those were good. I thought those were good. I Wait, like what? those too. Come I, on, I liked them too. That's yeah. good for you, Brandon Lloyd. Just because they were unique and something that people hadn't seen before doesn't mean that they're bad. I, no, they I were... saw them in a Blind Melon video before. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Grow up, Rank, would you please? <laughs> All right, you're our, uh, like I say, you're our secretary of music here on the show. You, you've you shared with us. It was actually your keen idea to say the music that you listen to in your ears to get ready for a game. Did you go into this uh, international series game with anything special? Did you go Clash or something, you know, maybe old Rolling Stones or? Or, or or the Who or something distinctively British or, or what were you listening to this? Week? I didn't I didn't do that. You know I was um, uh, I was pretty excited for the uh, Kendrick Lamar uh, album to drop. So um, you know that uh, he dropped the album. He's a hip hop artist from mm-hmm. Compton, and he's working with uh, the legendary uh, hip hop producer Dr. Dre. And um, so I was highly anticipating that, downloaded that, and was listening to it pretty much the whole trip, waking up in the morning and playing it. And um, so I was, I was excited for that one. Letter grade. What, what, uh, what's Brandon Lloyd giving the record? I'm giving it A+. Plus. A+. Plus. A+. Plus. Wow. Yeah, Strong stuff. Gronkowski. What type mm-hmm. of music is he listening to when he's out there doing those dances? What do you think is going on there? <laughs> I don't know. You know, you have to ask him. <laughs> I think they say things. I think there's a phrase for that. They say dances to the beat of his own drum. <laughs> right. I think that's. I think think that's what you might say about Gronk. Well, what did you make of his dance? His uh, little tribute, as he said, to the Nutcracker dude. 
I, I like it. You know, I appreciate the showmanship. Uh, um, he's a, he's a, a hell of a football player, and uh, he's a hell of an entertainer. So I think he's I think he's whatever he's doing, he can keep it up. Now let's talk about another sport real quick. It's NBA time, getting underway. What's Brandon Lloyd's pick for the NBA? Who do you think is going to well, make it to the team? finals? Oh yeah, you know, that's a good I, question. I, you know, I don't have a team. You know, yeah. I just I like I I enjoy uh, watching basketball, um, and I enjoy supporting the local team. So um, I'm going to be cheering for the Celtics. Um, I do love the Lakers a lot. So I'm going to be excited to see how those guys are uh, blending in out there and doing. Yeah, it will be interesting. And uh, speaking of blending, you're blending in quite nicely with Tom Brady and that offense uh, really took it to another gear, 45 points on the Rams. What? Uh, how are things shaping up now as you look into the second half of the season? What's the sort of the goal now as you, uh, you know, as like I say, as the, uh, you know, the introductions have been made and the chemistry seems to have been achieved? What are you looking forward to in the second half of the year? Well, I wouldn't say that any the chemistry has been achieved. Um, we're still working. Mm-hmm. You know, we're um, we got we have a lot of uh, things we need to iron out as a team uh, in order to play more consistent, and uh, we're we're committed to doing that. And I think that um, you know it's a a good time to have our bye week where we can um, you know recover and, and get ready for this uh, final push of the regular season. But taking it a game at a time is has been the approach for me all season, and I'm going to continue to do that. And can we expect right at the end? You want to want to reveal anything to us? Like, yeah, the Stephen Ridley thing—it was all a distraction. The Stephen Ridley and the running game—it's all a big setup. The second half of the season—it's all Brandon Lloyd, Rob Gronkowski, Wes Welker, and the rest through the air. <laughs> this would be helpful to fantasy owners at the very least, I'm sure. <laughs> right, and that's the least of my concerns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brandon Lloyd, very cagey, but good stuff as always, man. Glad, that, like I say, that you guys are safe and sound back from London. And uh, like I say, stay dry and uh, enjoy the uh, the bye week, man. Awesome, thanks. There he goes, the Secretary of Music here on the DDFP. All right, let's wrap it up here, fellas. Real quick. Black tie. Time wait, for your shout wait, out. Wait, are we going to go through who's going to coach where? I was starting to write it I down. I want to hear it. Yes, let's get back to it. Real quick. Let's see. Oh, oh, priorities, <laughs> Ryan. Priorities. Goodness gracious. Go it, ahead. It should, be, it should be, you know what? It should be a shout out to the San Diego Chargers PR staff that have to continue <laughs> to deal <laughs> that's, with it. See, now that's a good one. Black tie, if you're not familiar, he likes to do shout outs to people who are complete strangers who he feels are worthy of uh, of being honored. Go ahead. They, they are working tough jobs. Yeah. And I'll tell you who doesn't. I was thinking. They might be listening to the podcast. There's a new There's a new category. I'm going to go the, the people who don't deserve shout outs uh supermodels remember like 10 15 years ago like suddenly models were elevated certain <laughs> ones were and elite quarterbacks and the new one that i keep hearing celebrity chefs uh-huh. celebrity chefs anyway go ahead black tie all right guys so uh, i actually grew up as you guys know i grew up in nigeria which is a more or less a british nation and mm-hmm. so i watch a lot of like Euro- european sports european channels so this weekend I watched. That's a, weird. No one in if they have a choice, people in Europe don't watch European channels over American channels. Well, so everybody I mean, knows. Was, everybody knows our TV. If nothing else, was, our TV is better. That was the entertainment. It was you know we had MTV Europe, we had Sky Sports News, soccer channels, so on and so okay. forth. Okay. So I was watching Sky Sports News the other day for the first time in years. 
I don't know if you guys have seen any British broadcast doing sports like highlights. It's extremely dry. It's it's imagine kind of like this. Yeah, and he scores a goal, and then you see the highlight, and the next play goes, and he scored his third goal of the campaign as they win two one, and then they show the play. It's absolutely it's like watching paint dry. So my shout out goes to actually not them. But the production crew who have to stick around mm. and stay and watch and read the highlights time and time again, it's tough. It must be a tough job to to do because it's not. I don't exciting. like the insinuation. Listen, I'm reading between oh, the lines. I get what he's saying. A producer who has yeah. to listen to something boring that he mm. doesn't like. Yes, is it is it by is it by taste? Is that do their highlights have to be like that because it's like taste? Or could an American guy like myself, for instance, go over and revolutionize television in England by being a little bit more just it's, outgoing it's, and maybe a little bit more excitable? It's, it's just a, it's just a demeanor, I guess. It's just about being dry and being to the point. Not we not should being do that. Excited. I would mm-hmm. like to do that for a year. Send me over. I will do Sky Sports and see if it, it's some a phenomenon that could catch on. You'd or be if the they, body American, or else if they would just compl- instantly. Which I would. I'm guessing the latter is, would be the more likely. Is the uh, they would just instantly hate me. All right. So listen, fellas, uh, Hanzus and Sessler. Don't know if you're aware, but we decided to uh, last week. We're playing so with the idea. The coaches. Oh, go ahead. San go Diego. Ahead, go who's who's going to coach? Who's going to coach the Chargers? You next said year? Gruden. You I locked Gruden. it in. I will go with the other Pagano. Mm, interesting. interesting. So we could have three pairs of brothers, assuming Rex keeps. His I like gig. it. All right. What about the What about the Browns next year? Anybody got it? I, I do think Reed is a good pick. I think Andy Reed as well. Not a good pick, but I think it's a likely pick. Yeah. Okay. You don't like Andy Reed. Why wouldn't you be enthused about that? I think seems he'd be tired. I just I want the guy seems exhausted. Maybe he does need a year off, but uh really yeah, I, I think it's Andy Reed. Real quick for uh for Hansis, do you think Ken Wisenhunt's in trouble in Arizona? I think he is fine right now unless the the wheels really fall off. They've lost four in a row. If they end up being, you know, 5 and 11 or something, I would say so, but he should be fine. They know they don't they don't have a quarterback or a line. They don't have any expectations. Yeah. Just the, 4 and 4, it's one of those things that's weird that like looking at their 4 and 4 now, you're like this is awful cuz you know, they win that game against Buffalo, blah blah blah, things are good. But if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that right now the Cardinals would be 4 and 4, I'd be like, "All right, I'll take that." Quick programming note: On our next episode, we will address. Uh, we will read our favorite um, uh, tweets that we got uh, for AJ Hawk to pass along to Aaron Rodgers. Nicknames for A Rod. We have to come up with a new nickname for Aaron Rodgers. He's the best player, best uh, quarterback, and maybe even the best player in the game. He deserves a much better nickname than the weird association with the weird third base slash shortstop slash slash bench warmer on the New York Yankees. Got a lot of great ones, so get those in now. With uh, do we have a hashtag or just email? me at damage or tweet me at damage or and or at adam rank Did you just say email me in today's world like what is that about? oh it's so square email <laughs> Not like facts <laughs> people still email oh, black tie people yeah, still that's... actually use email he said hey, if like, you don't if you don't skype me bro i don't even listen <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Foursquare. Uh, I can't believe emails out. Pinterest me, I, I know, bro. That's a bummer. Wow, I'm in a lot oh, of trouble. No. I, I love hearing. How do we of, communicate? I love hearing Ben and Lloyd uh, school you guys on hip hop. It's always great. All right, look school me now. Yes. Listen, and having no the idea thing, what he's talking. I was about. I was acting like it was third period French and I wasn't paying attention. The other thing we must do is um, I've heard from uh, from our pal out in uh, in. Uh, um, Pittsburgh, PA, BackpagePress.com, who has mm. some very handsome T-shirts, the yes. Czech Republic, and for the rank amateurs. 
Now his new project that he wants to uh, to do, he wants to do something for the Dave Damashek football program. We need ideas on that. Send uh, send your ideas on that. Oh, I've got an idea. I've got a few ideas. I've oh, got yeah. a few ideas. We'll get into that on the next one. We'll make our picks. We'll see what other hooey and applesauce comes up. Real quick, though, the thing that we kind of started, and I'm open to uh, to alternatives, but what we started last week is that uh, is that we are going to name – after going through our first 100 shows, we named the player who wore it best, that number. Now let's do the worst or most reviled, and or most reviled. We're at number two. Worst number two ever. Lay it on me. Sessler. Tim, Tim Couch. Tim Couch. Tim That's going to be a hard one that's to beat. Right that's there. a good one. Jeter wears two, right? Yes, he does. I'm Jeter? not saying he's hated. Yeah, that's even, a good one. Even his uh, Jeter, enemies yeah. kind of like him. No, not really. What? No. no, this one's easy. Tommy Lasorda. Boom. Done. <laughs> I think Couch is our winner there. What? All right. Make sure you check out the power rankings oh, of Elliot you. Harrison. Yeah, NFL.com slash Adam Rank. That's where you can find my alternative rankings. Wait, that's what we're promoting, right? Well, I was promoting Elliot's, our colleagues, his power oh, rankings. Yeah. yeah, why would you promote something from the guy on the show? Oof. Well, we, we already did right. that. We've ar- Oh, he's walking. He's that's walking. it. He's, he's out. walking. He's out. There goes Rank. He dropped the headphones and he's gone. He made his list of coaches and where they're going to be. He's had enough. Sessler is, uh, you can track him down at Mark Sessler. It's spelled with a C. And uh, he finishes it. Mark Sessler, NFL. That's why we call him Mr. Fancy Pants. A regular Joe, Dan Hanzoos. That's how you get him. What's Boom. my name? No, no fancy nonsense. Just not the name. Three syllables. Dan Hanzoos. I did you one better, Hanzoos. I just go Damashek. That's I don't even. I, I should have just gone Dave. You know, I could have just gone Dave. <laughs> this is the hierarchy. Yeah, that's right. All right. So listen, good times. Thanks to uh, Freeney and Brandon Lloyd and uh, and uh, and the ATL boys. Make sure you look for the around the league posts there coming fast and furious every day. And uh, once again, hope everybody on the East Coast is uh, safe and dry. We'll talk to you later in the week with episode number one hundred three. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.